I wasn't recording that. Oh, Diggle Dogs. Hmm? That, yeah, that's yeah. not a thing that anyone yeah, says. Is that a phrase? Uh, <laughs> I mean, it is now. I'm making it happen. Like Fetch. When would you use Dingle Dongs? Is that what, is that what it was? Dingle Dogs. Like Snow Dogs, but for Dingles. I don't want to be a part of that. <laughs> <laughs> when are we going to do Snow Dogs on this podcast? Never. Quit trying to make Fletch happen, Andy. <clears throat> See what I did there? I turned that a movie thing into a movie thing. Mm-hmm. What's Fletch? Chevy Chase was a detective. And that's the end of Fletch. <laughs> wow. He, detec- he detectivizes things. Yep. Ooh. He's like, there's a thing that I need to solve. Yo, you got a problem. Yo, I'll <laughs> solve, solve it. Solve Check it. out the hook while the DJ while the, revolves While the Fletch it. man solves it. So, oh, you oh, said solve boy. twice. Oh, boy. Well, solve rhymes with solve. That's why I said it twice. Oh. It's like when Kid Rock um, rhymes. Nope. My name is Bradley Jones. I'm Andrew Moldenhauer. And I'm Andy Hubert. And this is not a movie review podcast, but a podcast where we try to remember what happened in a movie we haven't seen in a very, very long time. This is what we remember about Gremlins. Were there two or three bad guys in Home Alone? And who was that forgetful fish in Finding Nemo? Join us as we're watching films. See what we remember and what memories we kill. Let's start the show. Here we go. This is what we remember. We're going to sing that song. That's mostly what I remember about this movie. It's the song. You don't remember the opening where the old man from the China to the China shop sells the Mogwai to yes, whoever do remember the dad and the and the coat. Is it um? Is it uh? Is it Pat Morita? Nope, it isn't. It's just a. Another Chinese guy? Yeah, I'm not sure who it is. <laughs> it's not the or one Japanese Chinese. guy. <laughs> it's not the one Chinese guy in Hollywood in the 80s, no. There, yeah, there, there I'm was sure there was like the one. one or two only. So it's a narration um, opening with the dad talking about the Mogwai. It's very mysterious and creepy. And there's a lot. Of, he goes to like a smoke-filled alley. And he's looking for a Christmas present for his son. Mm-hmm. Does he end up in Chinatown? Yes. Yeah. He's into like interesting objects. So he wants to like he wants to go all out for Christmas. Yeah, he wants to find a unique gift for his son, a unique Christmas gift. He didn't just need like underwear and socks this year. No, I mean that was last year. Yeah, he so he soiled his underwear and socks last year, so he doesn't mm. he doesn't need them this year. He regifted them. <laughs> he regifted soiled <laughs> underwear <laughs> and, to his own son. Oh, That's got to be like the most disgusting thing we've said on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so the, he's looking around the china shop and he hears this whistling noise and the mogwai is singing a song that's something like do 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 something like that i can't whistle but that it's not whistling bad. either yeah there wasn't a whistle at all he's humming more more than whistling oh. but he's making a noise kind of like a a bird chirp. Like, do birds whistle or do they chirp or what kind of... They do both. Yeah. I mean, it's been... It can be described as either of those things. Well, it's one of those things that the Mogwai is doing. <laughs> okay. And the old man refuses to sell it to him. Yeah. He says it's too much... Too dangerous. Too dangerous. 
but because he's an American, he doesn't know how to. He doesn't know the ways of the Mogwai. He doesn't respect. Yeah. He's like, look, there's a lot of steps involved in adopting a Mogwai. We got to come to a home visit. We got uh-huh. got to get the trial period so we make sure it fits in your home. Yep. <laughs> Meet in a safe place. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't just go jump right into Mogwai ownership. That's a great point. Is this is this animal like labeled by? How did it get into the get through customs? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> is it, is I, it just... Can I can I tangent for just a moment? Oh, I think it's gonna be quite the yeah. Okay, so I I just came back from DC, and this this is related to how did it get through customs? Um, so I I just came back around New Year's, and I think like security is more stepped up around this time, and specifically since we were coming. Or going to DC and coming yeah. back from DC. Yeah, and everyone's looking for a Mogwai. It's a big. Everyone's Mogwai looking for a Mogwai. So it's really Mogwai time of year. But I was going through the security checkpoint, and I I brought Gold Bond, which is something you should not bring unless you have a, extra a time. Yeah. Yeah. So they want to test it and see if it's cocaine. But the guy behind me brought an electric saw with <laughs> blades, and he was trying to get through security, and they were just like, I. No, you can't bring these things. <laughs> Why is an you electric saw not appropriate? <laughs> so would they be able to just like put the Mogwai in the suitcase and just be like? I guess the eighties, yeah. Maybe it was more. Maybe the Mogwai is not things. even a Chinese thing. Like it just happens that the Chinese guy owned it. Maybe it's an American creature. You don't even know. Are we reappropriating well, the Mogwai now? Is that what we're let's doing? See what we're if it was American, <laughs> if it was American creature though, wouldn't we see more of it? I don't know. I haven't seen a lot of Bigfoots. They're big feet, Andy. Oh. They're big feet. I thought it was a monster truck. Oh, you're right. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, is there a photo of a Bigfoot driving a Bigfoot? There's got to be, right? There's got to be. Let me Google it. First Google image. (laughs) So you could, did you get the gold bond through or? I did. Okay. um... I needed that resolution. (laughs) (laughs) My grandma once tried to get or like some sort of lotion through customs and it like held us up for like an hour. And then, like, mm. testing the lotion. You just can't bring anything liquid or powdery. Yeah, I brought, I like, into, like, three ounces. Or I brought, like, moose, yeah, and I brought yeah. gold bond, and they looked at both of them, and they were like, well, you definitely can't have this moose. <laughs> they're looking at, at the stuff, and they're looking at you like, this guy. You think you can pull moose off? Who do you think you are? <laughs> look, Your this, hair doesn't even look that this, good. This clearly isn't yours, because you are not using it, because that hair is terrible. <laughs> so, I, I that was just a wash with the moose, but the gold bond, they... They checked it. It, it. it just took like maybe an extra three minutes. Yeah, back to Gremlin. <laughs> the, the so owner, yeah, is that what we're doing? The owner of the Mogwai refuses to sell it, but um, I forget his name. His last name is Peltzer for sure. He, but he keeps on trying, like offering more and more money for the Mogwai. And the the son, the owner's son, I think, is near yeah. him. He and and he's like, I think it, I don't know if it's money. son. That's why I was confused. It might just be like a little kid that he hired. Wow, Brad, just because it's Chinatown, they can skirt child labor laws? Gosh. Maybe. Making so many assumptions today. But there's uh, a moment where they're talking about how much money, and the little kid's eyes light up with how much money he's offering to buy this Mogwai for. Yeah. So once the owner leaves, the kid meets him in the back and trades the Mogwai for some cash, and he tells him. Why does the owner leave if the guy's still in the store? You know, I feel like if someone's trying to buy something from you... Like step, well, he's like close up shop. For step the day. one is to like keep an eyeball on him until they leave. Well, he tells them to meet around in the alley. He oh, says, come back around. Okay, I'll, I'll hook you up. You that know? makes and more sense. Kid, the little kid steals the mogwai out of the store. Nice. And he tells him the three rules. And they are: don't get it wet. Yeah. Don't feed it after midnight. Yeah. And party. <laughs> <laughs> 
was what was the third one? <laughs> I, 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 I don't actually remember. I thought there were only two rules. The only two no, I there's three. Keep it away from sunlight. Keep it away from sunlight. Like or any light, that. really. Keep it away from any light. Any uh, light whatsoever. Yeah. Like like a lamp. Yep, lamp would hurt it. What about a uh, what about us. a different lamp? What do you what? Like, like he's got a lamp at his house. <laughs> yeah, that be I don't okay? think that had emits light. I don't know how black light works in the Mogwai. Maybe that would be okay. Hmm. So like if it sees light does it turn into a gremlin no it kills it oh just don't do that straight up kills it wow well with long exposure like it, it, it just hurts it for is it like, like a vampire yeah i mean that's kind of vampire-y yeah pretty much pretty much vampire-y it just has to be a rule there has to be a solution to kill these things at the end of the movie that makes sense because otherwise these things are pretty much unstoppable yeah, yeah. Once, once they get going yeah <laughs> they go crazy they would rule the world so fast yeah if not for the third rule what like it's cut christmas? to kingston falls christmas time yeah um there's a mean old lady with a dog um no, she doesn't have a dog. She's just a mean old lady who goes into um, Billy Peltzer's bank where he's working as a teller. Zach is Billy Gallag- Peltzer. Gallagher? Zach Galifianakis? No. Who's Billy Peltzer? Is that the that's dad? The, that's the son. Oh, the son. Okay. Yeah. I think it's Zach Gallag- Galligan. I don't know what his name is. That that's, that sounds right. But he, she's really uppity about something. And she cuts like everyone out in line. She like gets to the head of the line. And gets right up in Billy's face about something that's going on. Who does she that's think she is? I think, I think she's complaining about his dog. Oh, mm. man. And the dog is at the bank. Is this the old lady who has the electric like Mrs. chair that goes Deagle. Up, up the stairs? It is. Mrs. Deagle. Mrs. Deagle. Mm-hmm. Interesting. And the dog is in the bank. And something happens where like the dog jumps on Mrs. Deagle. And she starts to freak the F out. Uh-huh. And like she wants to... like the dog to be murdered and put down but billy's like no you're just you're just you're just, <laughs> you're a, just mean a old terrible bee. old lady you're just a mean old bee mrs deagle i'm not gonna <laughs> a mean do old that. bee mrs d <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah i wanted to say that so bad <laughs> you gotta, gotta beat him to it so we set this up judge reinhold oh is, is in this movie <laughs> <laughs> laying down the law here comes the judge <laughs> <laughs> she he is dating phoebe cates at the time zach or uh, let's call him Billy Pretzel. Let's call the character's name because I'm, I'm just mixing up his Billy name. Pretzel. Is that what you almost said? <laughs> Billy <laughs> Billy Peltzer. They're at a bar and they're talking about just Christmas time. And Judge Reinhold's flaunting the fact that he's making a ton of cash. Doing I mean, what? I forget. Wall Street business. <laughs> Dude, doing the Wall Street. <laughs> I'm on Wall Street now, guys. And uh, making money. He's kind of a, a jerk hole to Billy because he's Billy still like living with his parents and Judge Reinhold's got Phoebe Cates on the back burner. Like, they're dating and stuff. And Phoebe Cates is really supportive of, of Billy and, like, wants him to do well. Like, they're just good buds. I think she might even work in the bank, too. Okay. Yeah, they, they helped out before that. So, he goes home. I don't know. Is Corey Feldman in this movie yet? Well, it, maybe wait, in a little bit. Did this movie come out in 84? Uh-huh. Yeah. That's so, that's possible. So, I, I don't know if he... I, mean, he, I don't think he, I think Corey Feldman shows up after he gets the Mogwai. So Billy goes home. It's Christmas time. His dad comes home with the Mogwai. It's wrapped up in this nice little box, and it, she, he says it needs to be opened right away. They can't wait till Christmas. <laughs> Otherwise, he's gonna die. It's, yeah, it's a living, <laughs> living, breathing creature. Rule number four: Don't suffocate it. There's also the um, dad is also he's an inventor. Yeah, he's... He, he has a strange like orange juice machine that like doesn't work. He has a lot of like half cocked 
Rick Moranis. Honey yeah, I was going to say, Kids exactly. He's like, kind of like a Rick Moranis kind of guy. So the kitchen is just full with all sorts of weird knickknacks and paddywhax. Giving dogs a bone. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for <laughs> that, that, the finish, but it did, it, it's fine. So he, they turn off all the lights in the house because right, right away. <laughs> he fine. sounds so disappointed. Yeah, was it like, happened anyway. Like, I, you know, I thought you guys had this one. And now, you look now a little sleepy tonight. And I was just, I was, it was a little low ball and no one, no one swung for it. <laughs> no one swung look, for I it got tonight. the last one with the B and the D. I was giving this one to Andy. Yeah, yeah, it, 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 it was a pass, but we, we, we weren't sure if we, <laughs> we were bobbling it. We were bobbling it a little. <laughs> you know, it's all, what are you gonna do? <laughs> so they turn off all the lights in the house. It's it's doing that humming noise. Billy opens it and it's little Gizmo. Oh, little Gizmo, little, little Furby Gizmo. Mm-hmm. And he speaks, doesn't he? He says or he is... says Mogwai a lot. Oh, like a Pokemon. Yeah, he's, he's, he, <laughs> I was he gonna say like the... a Furby almost. He yeah. might. I, I mean, I think he is the predecessor to all of those things. For Absolutely. Sure. Like I, no, I, yeah, I think Furbies directly came from. Does he pick up words? The Somewhat. He'll, he'll sometimes repeat things that Billy says. Okay, so he's more like a parrot, or is he like intelligent enough to understand what he's saying? Do you think? Yeah, he's. I think so, in in a, in a certain way. Okay. To an extent, I would say. Oh. So they open the the thing, and I think there's some bright light that's already on, or like somebody, or oh no, he goes to take a picture. The mom takes tries to go take a photo of the magwai, and it freaks the f out. Is it like the flash yeah, on the picture? Yeah, the okay. flash on the, on the frame. And that's when the dad lays down the rules, like, don't do these He's things. He's like, here's things. the three rules the man said to me. <laughs> or the kid. Does lightning strike when he says those rules? There's no lightning sh- oh, strikes. Missed opportunity. Yeah. It's Christmas. It's does he, spooky. You know, does he ever write them down or he just, like, tells them the one time and he's like, good enough? Like... I feel like if you own a Mogwai, you should like put those on like some paper and stick them on the fridge or something. Yeah, just that'd be good advice. Just, just to have, just to be sure. I mean, because this is like the first time that someone in America has probably owned a Mogwai, possibly. Possibly, yeah. Are you saying who wasn't Asian? We should do a prequel to Gremlins. Oh, let's man. do yeah. Where let's do it. We're set in medieval times or something. <laughs> oh, Gremlins in medieval times. Yeah, that'd be. That'd be fantastic. <laughs> how, how hard would it be to get light? Or wait, I don't know. Somewhere where, we have to go somewhere where it'd be hard to get light for it to make sense. I guess I don't know. It's in a cave. I, I, there you this, go. Is, a, this is also it's, a, it's in a dungeon. Yeah, you know, <laughs> oh, dungeon. you can still keep with that med- medieval yep, times. There you go. Oh, yeah, it's oh maybe um, the Mogwai was Beowulf at some point, and that's the story. <laughs> the Grendel. The Grendel was the first Mogwai. This is way off on, on, yeah, it's... on a tangent. <laughs> I'm trying to, I'm grasping at all the straws I could possibly find. <laughs> and make, you're winning on all of those just to make accounts. Because I'm going to feel bad when a reboot comes out and, it's, and it makes me sad. Because I, I really like Gremlins. Yeah, you're just waiting yeah. for that. You're like, it's going to get ruined. It happens to everybody's favorite movie, doesn't it? Just, uh, they yeah. just remake it and you're like, oh man, why'd you do that, dog? Yeah, I heard they were gonna make, remake Big Trouble in Little China. Yeah, it's what? kind of gonna, no. it's it gonna make me really sad. Yeah, they're, they're gonna remake the Warriors, and they've been talking about that for. They a don't long need time to too. remake the Warriors. They don't need to remake any of these movies. But no, well, and it's we like, like I feel like so many of them are just like lightning in a bottle kind of things, and it's like, yeah, all right, well, I'm sure they'll make money off it, but yeah, I mean, I'm I'm sure some people can can appreciate them to some degree, but they're all just like kind of cash cows in a way yeah yeah there's nothing that's that's like made the originals better i can't think of any sequel that's like oh yeah good they filled up a lot of holes and made satisfied me in a lot of ways that the original did it's like no yeah, and i feel just, like it would have to have some relevance to like you remade it in a weaker way 
Yeah. It has to have, like, some relevance to, like, Contem- present time. Yeah, contemporary. Like, Big Trouble Little China doesn't, like, make sense to have a remake. Maybe, like, a sequel or something like that. But it, it literally doesn't make sense to have a remake to that movie. I don't know. I feel like the rough part is when a remake really tries to redo the original movie. But then, like, if you have remakes that kind of reimagine it, it makes more sense. Like... The new Star Trek was pretty good. I thought the yeah. the remake of Dawn of the Dead was pretty good because it takes it in really a good. very different direction. But I think Gremlins yeah. could be a remake, or it could just be like a third Gremlins movie all on its own. Yeah, kind of more. I feel yeah. I don't think it needs to even be. I feel like you could just do I, a new Gremlins movie. Yeah, <laughs> and I mean it, it could be self contained. It doesn't need to. Yeah, I was gonna say more like Ghostbusters, but that's. That's not really the idea that I want to go for. Right. I'm trying to make the connection that I think, like, studios just have way too much creative input to what a reboot is. But, like, mm. when this movie came out, it was Joe Dante's baby. And, like, mm-hmm. um, Chris Columbus, I think, wrote it. Oh, okay. I didn't even know that. Yes. I think, I don't, I'm going to, the bold claim is Steven Silver producing it, which he, which he may have. But, I, okay. uh, but I'm not sure. I know they were buds. Yeah, but, Chris so. Chris Columbus, who did, like, Home Alone, Adventures in Babysitting, and then eventually did... Harry Potter. Yeah, but got to start writing this movie in Goonies. Didn't he do Rent, too? Yeah, he did do Rent. Yeah. That's Columbus talk <laughs> with, with us. Where was I? Okay, so the dad leaves. He's going out of town on some sort of business trip. Okay. So that he's like out of the movie pretty much from this point on. Get out. <laughs> Here's the Mogwai. Bye. See ya, suckers. Because <laughs> he's going on some sort of... Don't feed it after midnight. <laughs> in, invention conferences um they whatever whatever those? those are words yeah i guess so because I mean, he shows up later with a phone call he's going to an invention thing. convention Ooh. oh convention convention <laughs> what's your <laughs> junction <laughs> <laughs> so billy and Corey feldman are hanging out they're best buds because like just doing their thing you could be like a grown adult and hang out with a kid in the 80s it was like a fine thing to do yeah i mean <laughs> you'd true. probably just hang out with the people that are on your block all right yeah the dude down the street and he's, like, crazy fascinated with the Mogwai. And Billy's, like, on his desk doing some paintings or drawings or something like that. He's an artist. He's a, oh, okay. he's a wannabe. Is he an artist or an artiste? He's a wannabe artiste. Okay. He becomes uh, an architect, like a blueprint drawer in the second movie. Mm-hmm. So, like, his dream got a little okay. Um Has some progress. Yeah. So, they're goofing around. And I think Corey Feldman accidentally spills a, a water... Like he has a thing of water for his, no. his pens by his desk onto my, onto Gizmo, and it is in, it's the freakiest thing ever. Great. Thanks a lot. Sorry. Who's in that jar? Nothing, just water. Why are you making that noise? What is it? There's a lot of amazing puppet puppet work. Yeah, I'm sure there's several sizes of Gizmo. This oh. is a this is a weird one where like little balls just keep flopping out of his back. Yep. And this is where more yeah they're they're eggs, right? They're, yeah, they're little balls of. I was gonna say they're not even balls. really eggs. Yeah, they're just like little Mogwai suddenly yeah come out in ball form off his back. Yeah. Oh really? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And within seconds, they're like fully formed Mogwai. And there's there's slightly different ones, like they all have kind of different features. 
There's one in particular that has a white stripe in the middle of its head to like differentiate from it as a gremlin. They call them stripe. So are they all mogwais or are they all gremlins? They're all mogwais. All mogwais. Yep. So, so now he has like what, like five mogwais? I think there's like seven. Oh five, my five, god. Five to seven. Yeah. And they're all awful. Like they're mean to Gizmo. Like, these mm-hmm. guys are just, like, jerky jerks, and they look... They, like, Gizmo's so freaking cute. I mean, you sell toys at Gizmo. That's why he's... Are they, like, almost like clones, or would Gizmo be, like, their mom? I mean, if I we want to talk about the real biology of this... I yeah, mean, well, I mean, we do, right? <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I can get into it They can't bit. really be clones if there's one that has, like, a stripe on his head, <laughs> I know, though, right? I know. Like, oh, I thought man. the same thing. But it is, like, asexual reproduction, so... Yeah, it'd be like a slicing up one of the slimes from a Zelda game and it making more slimes. Oh, man. Well, yeah. that, however that works. Those dang slimes. <laughs> so it's like, a, it's like a worm in a way. Yeah, if a worm could grow another worm. Well, like if you cut a worm in half, it's still, it just is two worms then. <laughs> like well, they both still kind of function. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's sort of like that. Sort of. There's nothing really in nature that can describe this this in, that I can think of. Okay. But they're fully formed. There's no There are no eggs, but they do go to a pupa stage, which might... You think they're in eggs? That's my. Oh, my okay. Um, so man, so really, don't spill water on this, or you can end up with like hundreds of these things. Oh boy! Practice safe mogwai ownership, please. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's why that guy didn't want to sell it to him. So what? He... Like, what do mogwai do if it rains and they live in the wild? Like, maybe they, they don't just give the... like birth to hundreds of more mogwais. Wow, probably. That's like, a, that's a good. They're gonna question. destroy their own ecosystem. Yeah, but as soon as the sun comes up and they're not ready for it, they go poof. Oh man. So. Brutal. So it's just the like brutal a, life it's of like a mogwai. A, yeah, life and death is like day to day. It ain't easy. So to maybe they just have to live in caves all the time. That yeah, could be, and like hunt at night. So maybe they're nocturnal. There's a lot of questions that need to be answered. I think we, I think we are the people to make that movie. We need a just a very serious the origins of, of the mogwai. Yeah, the origins of the mogwai. That could be the title. It would be like Quest Ooh. for Fire, but with mogwai. Just <laughs> it's just literally them hunting. That's and it. then also the fire would hurt them because it's light. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and the movie ends with Gizmo being the last Mogwai or something like that. Yeah. yeah. That's really cute. The last of the Mogwai. That's the name of the movie. <laughs> the last of the Mogweekends. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what I was going for. I know. I just tried to, you know, <laughs> you em- did a... emphasize it. <laughs> yeah. There are a few more scenes here, I think, with Billy connecting with... Oh, oh Mr. Futterman. So Billy has a neighbor played by dick miller and mr futterman he's just like the coolest neighbor guy he's like an old man who's good at fixing stuff hmm. he's got a, a whiny wife who's also really nice they're both like great people and they're friends with billy they're always like everyone's everyone in the town really wants billy to succeed and do well oh like they're like very positive <laughs> except for mrs deagle who's a total b god other than him just doing stuff around the town i think we just got to get to all the Mogwai are in a box. Um, Billy's just hanging out on his bed, eating a big bucket of chicken. Oh, KFC? Yeah. Oh, I love it. <laughs> I think it's KFC. <laughs> <laughs> this podcast brought to you by <laughs> Colonel's Original Recipe, Drumstick Chickens. Use code right now. Remember for free coleslaw at the count. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's not going to work. Well, you know, try it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So the big rule, don't feed them after midnight. Billy double checks his his uh, clock. It says like 11, 20, 29 or something like that. Oh my God, don't press your luck, <laughs> right? What if, you what ended if, up with seven of them. What if a home alone happened and your clock got unplugged at some point? 
So these gr- these gremlins are like freaking out in the box. Like we want this freaking chicken. Yeah. Give, give it up, dog. They want that recipe too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they do. <laughs> You're right, they do. So Billy ends up feeding them the chicken. He offers Gizmo some, and Gizmo says, "No, I don't want any." Gizmo's so responsible because Gizmo knows what the deal is. Yeah. Billy goes to bed. He wakes up. It's because they hoarded that chicken until midnight. <laughs> he sleeps in because he looks at his alarm clock. It still says whatever the time was. He finds the plug. The gremlins ate the cord. Oh to the no! Alarm clock. It is a Home Alone situation. <laughs> Andy called it. There it is. So inside of his house are all these weird eggs. Yeah, they're like gooey and they're undulating, and they're covered in just the worst awful you could think of, and they're all over his house. Oh boy. We've all been there, am I right? <laughs> You've had some gremlins in your house? No, just gross eggs all over the place. Ooh. So Billy does what you do in a small town. Take it to the science professor of the <laughs> local high school. <laughs> so he takes one of the eggs. It's very Stranger Things. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was going to say. <laughs> I misplace this a little bit. The He takes a mogwai to the professor earlier in the movie. Okay. And the professor feeds it food, and then the professor also gets an egg. That That happens. Did you take it to the professor after midnight? Well, so, th- did the professor want a gremlin to study it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So he did it on purpose. Yeah. And for what I, I don't know, I don't think he fed it on purpose after midnight, but somehow I think the I don't think Billy explained the rules to the professor. Oh yeah. my god, you gotta explain the rules. <laughs> he should have wrote these down. Wrote them down. Mm-hmm. Now I gotta say, like, don't feed it after midnight. When does that cut off? Because isn't always technically after midnight. So if you watch Gremlins wow, two. They they argue that exact same question. Do they? Okay. Yeah, like if it's on an airplane and it crosses the dateline, <laughs> like they're all like, and Billy's like, I don't know, I don't have the answers. <laughs> That's a good oh, point. Oh, like, oh, I don't know. Oh, I don't know. Oh, my dad bought this weird thing for my weird guy. I don't know these things. I didn't write this movie, <laughs> but they do bring that up, and it's such a That's like a self-referential, self-referential. Oh boy, that you almost, you're self- almost there. Referential, self-referential point. I'd still screwed it up, even though you said it, and I just couldn't repeat what you said. <laughs> I couldn't do what a parent could do. (laughs) The professor is like snipping the cage because the mogwai grew into an egg inside of its thing also. (sighs) Boy. (laughs) I think let's just go to the gremlins. Okay, they're about to be, it's about to be gremlin city in a second. Yeah, all right. The first big gremlin city moment inside the high school, the professor is alone. The gremlin is hatched from its egg. It's loose in the high school. Oh, no. He's looking all over the high school. It's really creepy. Everything's in the shadows. And this is at night, right? Mm -hmm. It's at this. He ends up seeing the gremlin underneath the cabinet, and he has a candy bar. He tries to lure the gremlin out with the candy bar. No, don't feed it again. In in what an anticipation moment, he, like, slowly puts his hand underneath the table, and he's like, and the gremlin starts to eat it at first, and the professor's like, yeah, you like that. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Get that candy bar. Then suddenly... The bites his hand and like the guy freaks out and the gremlin ends up killing the professor. Oh man! Like, you screen. just you just ran through off like screen. Bites his hand, kills the professor. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> you were so detailed, and then you just glossed right over because what it... happened so quickly? <laughs> I'll, I'll let that actor's performance sell you instead of my all right. Terrible okay. I look forward to narrative it. after that. No, no, I like your. Narrative. Are you excited to see this movie, Andy? Uh, 
I'm getting there. Getting, we'll see how we get. With the I, end of this I movie, have not this seen half. this movie in way too long. Oh, I have neither. I, I thought I'm I remember even... it pretty well, and then Brad's like going through this, and I'm like, what? yeah, I, I don't what? think I contributed anything yeah. more than the song to this podcast. This is basically just us watching Brad the whole time, just enjoying his his explanation of this movie. Yeah. You're quite li- you're quite just listening. Yeah. To, to me, to me talk about Sometimes there are episodes like that. This is what Brad remembers. Like, this is what like I... little little rascals was yeah. my episode. Yeah. yeah. Everyone gets one, I guess. Billy goes to the school to check on the professor, and he finds his body, and the gremlins like loose in the in the school. I think Phoebe Cates might even be there, and they're and they're just trying to figure out the what they're worried about him. Um, because so like while they're at the school, is this when like the other eggs hatch back at home? Back at home. And oh the, my and god, the, that's got to be chaos. Oh boy. And do you know the most frightening Christmas song to me plays? While the mom like hears a bunch of noises from the attic, and she takes a carving knife and slowly walks up the stairs, do you know? Do you remember what song she plays on the record player? It's a Christmas song. I do not rock around the clock. <laughs> do you see what I see? Oh man! Do you see what I see? A star, a star. And she's walking slowly up with with the butcher knife. I want you to keep keep going. It's a long scene. I don't think it would it would do it. And she she opens the door and maybe I don't I'm not sure if she sees them right away or not. But she has a little bit of a tangle with one. She somehow ends up back in the kitchen. Maybe she fights one upstairs. I forget if she does or not, or if she just comes back down. And they are. There's, they're in the kitchen and they're throwing pans and plates. And oh, I do remember this. All scene. sorts of just terrifying things at her. Yes. And she's like doing the best she can. This is like this mom is pretty ba in this movie. Yeah. She takes one of the gremlins, stuffs it inside of a microwave, turns oh, it on, yeah. puts one yes. head first into a blender. Yes. Yep. <laughs> she's not messing around. Yeah. Mm. She was. She's like she goes from zero to let's take care of business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She gets like clawed in the face by Stripe, and like Stripe ends up like getting away. Right when Billy comes home to see what's up. That was something we listening earlier, right before I think when they're in the Mogwai stage, they wrap the dog in Christmas in the Christmas lights outside the house and it's really, really sad. Like it's dead or no, just no, wrapped it's up. wrapped it out in the cold. <laughs> oh my god. Those, those evil gremlins. So wait, is this dog. still like Christmas Eve? Mm-hmm. It's still Christmas. So this all time. happened in one night? Probably. Like he got the gremlin and then he ate KFC. <laughs> <laughs> I bet this movie takes place over three days. Okay, because yeah, he had to open the okay. Mogwai immediately. They couldn't wait till Christmas. Yeah, yeah. So it had I to wasn't be sure if he like before. got that like the the you know day before mm, Christmas Eve. Fair or... enough. There's a scene where Phoebe Cates is in the bar, and for whatever reason, she's serving the Gremlins drinks and like <laughs> satiating their needs. Like she's too afraid of like what they're gonna do. Yeah, I mean, what don't else they like do... throw glasses at her or something like that yeah. from behind the bar? Yeah, that happens. Yeah, um, I might have jumped. I jumped past the part. Where they follow Stripe, um, to trying to get it, they find its tracks or whatever, and it goes into the local swimming pool. Oh God! Oh no! And they they find it, and it's just like oh it, my God! They, <laughs> they tangle with Stripe a little bit, but then they ends up he ends up falling into the pool. Ugh! And they're like the pool starts to turn all sorts of weird neon colors. The Gremlin song starts to play. It starts to see that's over. like it. That's got to be an rises infinite, out of the pool. That's gonna be an infinite <laughs> loop. Like if something falls into if if a gremlin or a mogwai falls into water, 
and like anytime it gets wet, it's producing eggs. Like if it just stays in the water and drowns, it's gonna keep <laughs> making eggs, and then those eggs will make eggs, and it'll just be like millions of these. But things. it's even worse because once a gremlin gremlin goes to the pupate stage and gets water on it, it forms a fully formed gremlin, like Whoa. right out of the. It game. like yeah. jumps right. It ahead. just yeah, yeah. It becomes huge. It jumps the evolutionary stage. So Mogwai, the the original Mogwai, is still just Gizmo. like hanging. Gizmo, yeah. Gizmo, Gizmo's right. like. Oh, He's still just hanging. Gizmo was back at home. I think maybe the other gremlins, like, he's always getting hurt and teased by the other gremlins. Yeah, that's right. They pick on him. They pick on him because he's a little guy. Mm-hmm. He's our buddy. He's, he's what we what we want as a kid. We want that toy. Mm-hmm. There's gremlins all over the place. There's going to be a scene in this movie, which I hope holds up. Um, it's a, you see a white snow field and, some ho- and maybe some houses or it could just be blank. And you see shadows behind it. And you start to see, like, gremlins just pouring out of the shadows oh my like, god like so many just dozens and dozens of gremlins and they're like they, this is where they terrorize the whole town the whole town gets like held up by gremlins the only one the only real thing that i remember is uh the old lady who's really mean mm-hmm. she's like trying to escape by going down her little like escalator ramp thing <laughs> and like gremlins are like downstairs and then she goes back up it i think yeah she has a little chair lift that takes her chair up lift, and down the stairs. yeah yeah and she like goes down it, and then sees gremlins and tries to go up it. But I think her house like catches fire or something like that. So gremlins live up to their name. They love tinkering with electronics and mm-hmm. machines and things. Yeah, they, they tinker with her chairlift. Yeah. Oh, and they, that's and they, what, yeah. And they like superpower it. So when she goes up, <laughs> it, like, it just shoots up. It just yeah ramps, and she goes flying out the window in it. Yeah. And she she dies. Oh she gets man! Killed. Her gremlins wow. kill her. I had so. I had this movie on VHS, and I remember this scene, like, Very like I think I, like, popped in the VHS one day, and this scene played. <laughs> like, someone <laughs> had stopped it, like, right there. It was, it was, it was really fun, but it was, like, there's a lot of, like, bad tracking on that video. <laughs> That's <laughs> gr- all I remember. The gremlins also gain control of a snowplow that Mr. Futterman owns, or oh. maybe, maybe it's just, he doesn't own it, but it's, it's near him. Yeah. And they, they chase him, and they run it through his house. <laughs> and the gremlins, you think they're just, like... They're just awful. I think he ends up fighting the gremlins and like winning against them, but he he lives and so does because they come back in the sequel, Mister and Miss Futterman. Okay, yeah. Phoebe Cates is now. Now go jumping back a bit to where I was going. Phoebe yeah. Cates is in the bar serving all the gremlins. Um, it's the weirdest scene in probably any movie ever. There's a flasher gremlin. <laughs> yeah, like who has, a, who has an overcoat and like sunglasses. No! <laughs> this seems more gremlins too. This, this, I think they took this scene from Gremlins One and tried to, and made the whole movie Gremlins Two just with this. It, it scene, probably got a good. And they're laugh. just doing like stuff like are they like playing pool and smoking cigars you and got stuff? It. Yeah, it was... aren't they like? Isn't there one point where like the Gremlins are wearing sunglasses or something like that? Yeah, the one mm-hmm. the streaker Gremlin has sunglasses on. Yeah, there's a. Grim... I thought they may have been wearing sunglasses just to like survive during the daytime or something like that, but then. In my head, I was like, "That doesn't make sense." <laughs> There's a gremlin that has. They have a gun at some point, and one of them like shoots each other in a pretty, pretty funny way. Like, these gremlins are just having the time They're of off their the life. Chain, man. Yeah, yeah, New Year's Eve party time. Here we go. Billy ends up saving her. I think Judge Reinhold has got killed at this point somewhere, some point in time. But I'm, but I can't remember where. Don't hmm. judge. Don't judge. <laughs> Only Reinhold. <laughs> Reinhold strong. I hope he doesn't die. He dies. Aww, he's gotta die. Aww. He's the jerk that's that's uh, keeping him. That's blocking Billy. Yep. He's the he's the clock blocker. Yep. 
he's got to see him as a jerk. I can't see him as a jerk, though. (laughs) There's a moment where Phoebe Cates and Billy are trying to, like, figure out a plan for the gremlins, and Phoebe Cates goes into this weird monologue about how her, she always, um, she always hates Christmas. It's because when she was little, during Christmas Eve, she describes it amazing, like, everything was beautiful, and their, the mom was so happy, and the cookies were, were great, and, like, dad was supposed to come home, like, real soon, but he, like, he didn't come home, and they started to notice, like, a weird smell in the house, and, oh, and they're, they're, like, oh. and, like, a, like, a few days later, it's, like, what, found out the dad wasn't coming home, and they found him dressed up as a Santa Claus, stuck in, in the, the chimney. chimney. Oh, man, oh. that's, like, urban legend <laughs> levels of a Santa Claus story, man. Oh, <sighs> that's, like, oh, that, that's, like, a urban legend, yeah. almost. And it's the like only moment in this movie where she actually gets a character development. <laughs> I, w- I would say, like, yeah. otherwise she's just really positive to Billy. But here you're like, oh, this girl has seen some shit. She has yeah. been, she has had some rough times. Yeah, that's that's a that's a way to ruin Christmas, you know. Christmas, Christmas. Moral of the story: Don't go down the chimney. Those things are small. And Santa's fat. So. <laughs> yeah. Bad combination. So they cook up a plan to kill the gremlins. They're gonna lure them, or. How do they lure them? They end up getting them in the in a theater for watching Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. Yes, I do remember them in the theater. I don't know why they're attracted to that movie in particular. Or how they got them all in the theater to begin with. Hmm. But <laughs> they trick them all there and they're going to flash... Or they're going to either burn it down or like flash light through the screen. Somehow... The light would make sense. Like... That'd be easier for them to do. So for the last, since we've started this podcast, in my head I've been trying to piece together this scene of how they kill the Gremlins. Because they do. Like, they somehow they all die. Can they just shine, like, flashlights in all their faces? Use that as a weapon? I'm going to say Billy and... I forget Phoebe Cates' character's name. Um, Mar- oh, you had it? No. Nope. <laughs> I don't. Uh, they lock the theater. And they burn it to the ground. But one gremlin escapes, and it's Stripe. Of course it is. He and, lives another day? No. He 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 go he chases Billy chases him into a toy store. And Billy has Gizmo at this at this point too, or Gizmo shows up. One of the other happens. Yeah. And Billy's fighting Stripe in the toy store, and there's some sort of like weird water fountain that he's gonna make more gremlins it's gonna start all over again right (laughs) oh god um but gizmo ends up saving the day by getting a toy rc pink cadillac yes i remember this (laughs) and like driving it into into stripe and i think stripe like hits an electrical box or something like that ends up getting electrocuted that scene is so freaking cute (laughs) (laughs) little gizmo driving a car yeah he's driving a car around a toy store (laughs) it's so great i can't wait no, you can't wait to see yeah, this movie. Yeah, you're so excited. I can't wait to see this movie, guys. I'm just really excited about it. And that, the gremlin dies like super creepy. It like turns into a green pus just puddle and it's like eyes melt away. It's it's oh. horrifying. You see like the inside workings of a gremlin. Oh man. When Stripe dies. I'm not gonna lie, if like that's what happens, if that's the consequences of a gremlin I'm gonna have to say it, I'm gonna I'm gonna kill Gizmo. Oh wow! I I'm, I'm gonna. That. Yeah, I actually... swear to God, like I feel like it's just like it's bound to just be a horrible, horrible like, yeah. accident. It's like for the safety of the world, I feel like yeah. you have a responsibility. 
I mean, as cute as the thing is, like, if it can cause that much chaos... And it didn't seem very good at preventing it from happening in the first place. Plus, like, how how have gremlins existed, but no one had heard about, like, a gremlin attack or something like that before this movie? Maybe it was just, like, they wrote it off as just generic animal attacks. Like, oh, it was probably a raccoon. (laughs) Also, we have, like, gremlins in our, like, mythology, like, of little creatures existing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. You just never see them. Then they live at night, so we don't see them. Yeah. It used to be the old thing to say, like, if your TV wasn't working, it was the gremlins causing the, the troubles. Yep. Like there's... there's also, what, in that uh, Twilight Zone episode with the, the thing on the plane? It was a, oh. it was basically like a gremlin. Yep. That's what it looked like. It was just a bigger version of their gremlins. Yeah, Terra, yeah. It likes to take apart things. That's what it's like known yeah, to do. Yeah, right. and that's exactly what I was doing in that episode. It was yep. just tearing the plane apart on the one side of the wing. Throughout the, the movie, we see shots of the dad at the convention. There's some weird robot. He's like talking in a payphone, and there's some wacky robot next to him that keeps like repeating dumb lines. <laughs> um, and I think the dad just ends with a story about what to like, it, kind of a creepy way about if you see some something alone at night to like turn the corner or something like that. Yeah, it's like, I just got chills trying to think about what he says. Yeah, but it's like this super creepy thing the dad says as the movie closes. Oh, geez. Before you call the repairman, turn on all the lights, check all the closets and cupboards. Look under all the beds, because you never can tell. There just might be a gremlin in your house. I don't remember what he says, but I remember that, like, turn, turn that feeling. And then... Yes. The way he says it, it just is exactly like that. <laughs> yeah. It gives you chills. And they're multiplying, and I'm losing control. <laughs> so do you think you guys remember anything that i missed from this movie i okay i don't think i remember anything that you said <laughs> yeah that yeah i mean i think no, uh, no, i mean but like i i it's been a long time since i've seen this movie that i couldn't really remember i just i remember much. bits i remember like i remember the gremlins in the theater i do remember gizmo driving the cadillac and i remember them partying like after they hatched like all the gremlins kind of like having the crazy party in the house and I remember the microwave mm. is the one I remember <laughs> yeah. the most. The blender's freaky too. Yeah, it, the like, blender it spins is around with its legs. It spins the the gremlin around mm-hmm. inside too. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I just remember a gremlin wearing sunglasses. That's what I got. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I think I remembered some of that bar scene because I do remember like gremlins being goofy. Yeah, they're like smoking cigarettes and stuff, and yep. like like. They're acting like patrons, actually. They're acting like patrons. They're They're like like, having conversations, and then just like one of them just like chucks its beer glass against a mirror or something like that. It's like the bar is their natural habitat, apparently. Like they're just. (laughs) You gave me time to remember things that I forgot, which was good. Okay. Um, So while the gremlins are terrorizing the town, there are a bunch of police. There's a policeman sitting in, in a car. And they're like seeing all these terrifying things happen around them. And like a gremlin like short short wires their brakes or something like that, and they end up driving they're fleeing the scene and end up crashing with cowardly policemen there's also an odd scene where a lady is putting mail into a mailbox and the mail keeps shooting back out at her and like she keeps putting it back in taking it out and putting it back in and there's like a guy around who like does the same thing and like he gets pulled into the like hard into the mailbox like there's a gremlin in there okay and, like bites his hand or something like that it's kind of a goofy scene oh boy there's just like around the town goofy things happen to the gremlins are they like poisonous at all, or they're just like biting they just, and scratching? I think they just and... eat you. They bite yeah. and scratch you and eat you. Okay. 
wonder if they eat you whole or if they just they like save you in bits get bits or not <laughs> or just like th- with along the same lines of like tinkering with things they just they just tinker tinker with your body and just like tear it apart <laughs> what if i put oh, this Lord. arm here <laughs> like oh what's inside here just rip you open <laughs> yeah rip you open and pour you out <laughs> like it like it's been a, a very musical episode yeah, I've been trying. There's, I think there's a few more songs I'm even missing from this, from this movie that play that are pretty neat. But the Macarena. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. Yeah. That's in this song. That's in this movie. That song is in this movie. Is what I what I said. Space Jam. Space Jam's in this movie. <laughs> yeah. Does the the song the Mogwai sings? Do they? Does that ever really come into like? Is that useful? Like, do they lure them to the theater by playing the song or something? No, in the second one, you identify that noise. Okay. Because like, it, it, it's around the building. Yeah. But Okay. I don't know if it might be more of a plot device or not. That, that would be interesting, but yeah, it's not. <laughs> they just like music. That. So before we get to part two, I have some knowledge that you'd have to look up to know. Well, drop okay. it. I read the original script that Chris Columbus wrote way back, way back in the day because yeah. I love this of movie so much. Did. And there is no gizmo in the original script. What? What? How is that even How's possible? How does the movie happen? It's just a monster. Oh, it just like happens? Yeah. There's just a monster terrorizing <laughs> the town. Oh. And he, he kills he like kills a lot of people. It's almost like a werewolf movie. Oh, okay. About this gremlin just loose in the town. That could be cool. But through the rewrite process, they wanted to sell toys. So they... <laughs> Merchandise. Yeah. yeah. They designed the gizmo. In order to go along with the film, and named it Gizmo. Because in order to order for it to like just be more than just a successful horror thriller, they also wanted to make money mm-hmm. on the back end. Because movies just want money all the time. Yeah. yeah. And coming up with the Gizmo ideas. Was I will almost say that I think that this movie wouldn't be as good if Gizmo wasn't in there. I, I mean, it would be a different movie altogether. But yeah. like, it would. I mean, I think it, it probably could wouldn't work, be but... as like known as it is now. Yes, without it's, Gizmo, it's the iconic character of of this film. Like, yeah, it's like throw right. it. It's like taking a horror movie and then also throwing ET in there. Yeah, exactly. I think if it hadn't had Gizmo, it would have been just another monster movie, and instead it becomes a more much more iconic film. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that way, like, it's not quite for kids, but like you're you're in a way like possibly expanding the the age range of people that would want to see it if it was just like a horror movie. Right. Like you might just yeah. get a very niche audience. Mm-hmm. This has to have been like the scariest movie I saw when I was a kid that like made me have nightmares and think things were in my closet and under my bed. <laughs> like I was so afraid of these things. <laughs> they are not to be messed around with. Yeah, they, they mean business. Just follow the rules, Brad. They're the things of nightmares. Kids, kids need to watch this movie just to get more nightmares. <laughs> just it builds character. It does. I feel. <laughs> fear, fear, fear your own closet in your basement fear every dark place in your room because there could be a gremlin yeah so join us on part two <laughs> if we make it there oh man Ooh. don't go in your closets guys i think i've gotten excited well we're gonna talk about what we got right and what we got wrong in gremlins the gremlins sing like like kind of like a chorus background sometimes in that song where you kind of hear them 
hear them making weird noises. Is it John Williams? John Williams that uh, did that song? Oh, I thought you said... Oh, how Howie Mandel does the voice of Gizmo. What? Be- before, wow. before we look it up, before I get One corrected. last bit of trivia. One last bit of trivia before we go to part two. And part two. Bum, 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 bum. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know it by now. Twitter, at what we remember. Facebook.com slash what we remember. Get at us. Comment on us. Leave us a five-star review on iTunes. Subscribe to us on SoundCloud. You know the deal. Come on. Come on. You know what's up. Thanks. Yeah, it's, it's really neat. Where did you get this? Oh, some little junk store in Chinatown. Can I pick them up, Dad? Sure, go ahead. Just be careful. You gotta be gentle. I will. I hope he's housebroken. Mm. Oh, isn't he cute? Has it got a name, Dad? Yeah, Magwai. What? Magwai. I don't know, some Chinese word. I just call him Gizmo. He seems to like it. Welcome back to the Don't Get Us Wet podcast. We I'll, watched Gremlins. Yeah, and I, I really want a gizmo. Really <laughs> yeah, bad. do you? I do. Gizmo's cute as hell. This yeah, Kirby's but so much eBay. responsibility. Yeah, and and the guy didn't think with, that the with, West was ready yet. With great res, with great, great gizmo, with great gizmo comes, brings comes great responsibility. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, Andy, you already brought up the Chinese guy at the very end. Go ahead. I swear to God. Okay, he. <laughs> <laughs> He didn't want to sell the gizmo in the first place, no. but then when he came back and he was like, you guys are not ready, your western ways, and he like took gizmo back, I was like, gizmo's going back into a cage with a towel over it that's in that the, shop. That's 100% what happens, because Gremlins 2 opens with him in that china shop again. Yeah, that's he's why, going back into a cage. Yeah. That's like, why gizmo's like, no, so much, I like that guy, because that he so actually much better? had a life, right? Yeah. Right? Yeah, I don't know, man. Do gizmos eat something? Like, what do they eat that's just not after midnight? Can they eat just regular food? <laughs> no, so, no, no. They it's, have, like, it's just feed? like a strict diet plan. Like, no food after midnight. You you need to go to sleep. You need to. Uh, can it can it drink water as long as it doesn't spill any on itself? That's like, I don't know if it even consumes water. That's I don't think question. it. Can, I don't think it consumes water. So, I want to see. The I don't think it. I don't. It's not made so, of water. So it doesn't have a bladder. It probably doesn't have genitalia. It probably no, doesn't I have kidneys. Not. Yeah, it's like it's asexual, unless it has sex with water. <laughs> well, <laughs> is it that is what's asexual? happening? Ew! <laughs> it is asexual because Just... it makes more of itself. It doesn't need another right gizmo to get yeah. gizmo. There should be a lady gizmo though, and like like Lady Pac Man. Well, in Gremlins too. I don't know got, though. Uh... Or gizmo could be a lady too. I guess it doesn't really matter. They're sort right. of gender neutral. <laughs> Although I, <laughs> I have a huge problem with the fact that all the Gremlins. As they were deciding to tear up the town, their first order of business was, find some clothes. <laughs> well, they're naked. Of course they need to get clothes. I was, it's cold I was getting confused, like, in that it's bar Christmas sequence. Time. What would you do if you are if you were like, oh, I'm brand new uh, born and I need to cause mischief? Step one. Step one, find clothes. get a trench coat. Get, get a pair of glasses. Get a gun. I mean, they, they looked fun and they looked cute and it played up a lot of the comedy elements, but in my head I was like, why is that happening? Like, why did they first do that? I have no idea. I think that scene probably would have got cut in like 2016, but like it's the 80s, man. I will Leave say, it in. 
given everything that happened, uh, the Chinese guy's reaction at the end I felt was a little understated. He was just sort of like, I don't think you're ready for a gizmo. He's not like, you were careless and people died. A lot of people, a lot of people died. Movie. Yeah. Like, that's not okay. But, like, if you own a gizmo, then you literally, like, you have to be watching that thing 24-7. You're responsible. I mean, that's why or you, else, that's why like, you stick it in a cage. Exactly. You have to. You have to. That's why I think that the he's lucky that the science teacher bit it early on because he can be like I don't know where these gremlins I've never heard of gremlins before in my life I was just a regular guy like everyone else you'll, you'll to deny plausibility no yeah yeah plausible deniability on that mm-hmm. one the science teacher's not there to be like he had the first one yeah I forgot about the uh, student films or whatever that he's showing his kids oh yeah they were kind of goofy <laughs> oh, so did did you guys have any like projectors like that when you guys were watching movies in no we had high a v- school we had a VCR. Yeah, yeah. I think we always had a VCR. Yeah, see, that's the the difference between our generation and that. Like, they would roll in a TV into the classroom that all of the classrooms borrowed. Yeah, that was our generation. I think our library maybe had like two TVs on Rolly Wheelie guys. Yep, yep. Carts and the teacher, no teacher ever knew how to use it. Yeah, it would always have to be a student to help (laughs) them figure out how to work a television set. Yeah, but that he, he seemed like he like maybe was a former projectionist. He ran that thing like a champ. He knew what he was doing. Until it ran out, and that was really spooky when the real real keep moving. Yeah, I, I felt like he, as a teacher, like as he was watching that video before the noises happened back uh, with the gremlin that he had, he was like bored out of his mind. He was just kind of like <laughs> just watching watching the video with the kids, but he looked like he was just like, oh, just another day where we got to watch this stupid movie again. <laughs> I mean, it's probably his life. It's yeah. Yeah. How many times has he seen that film? He's like show this however many years he's been working every year i've been here for 20 years (laughs) can i build so many paper mache volcanoes yeah so i i did want to jump back um and reference our wayne's world episode because we talked about the um pg-13 rating Mm -hmm. and i want to bring this back up because apparently g right originally um, or, or, it's, it's rated PG, 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 but this is, I, I read, um, that this movie with Temple of Doom and Red Dawn are the reasons why PG 13 exists. Uh-huh. So they were saying that this, Ooh. this movie and the other two movies were, um, not, Catalysts for... yeah. Um, or, some of the, some of the content was a little bit more, um, risque. Yeah. Or... Where it, it wasn't quite an R. There wasn't like sex or nudity or or bad words, but it yeah. wasn't quite like just a PG because there was violence. Yeah, people dying. And specifically, they said that the microwave scene. <laughs> I was, was gonna the say the microwave yeah. on the blender was pretty pretty nasty. Ooh. Yeah, and, and the, the blender scene. Yep. Even, yeah, and the that mom, whole sequence. The mom getting like there's blood in the movie, so it's like how much do you really can you let go? Like seeing, yeah. seeing blood or seeing violence or seeing someone get killed on screen mm-hmm. or yeah. I still don't know if it answers the question in the Wayne's World episode about what caused Wayne's World to be a PG-13 movie, but... Language, I would guess? Probably, yeah. Probably implied language. Drug use. Implied, yeah. Maybe... T. Carrera's butt. Yeah, I'm going to say there's some partial cleavage. And then Mike Myers' butt. Yeah. Yeah. But it all kind of started, apparently, with Red Dawn, and then these other two movies, all all in the same year. Yeah, because you think you know, you see any other PG movie, like, oh, I can just take my kid to this one, too. It's like, oh, I'm sure it's fine. And it's like, oh, wait, people are getting murdered. Gremlins are terrorizing the town. There's yeah. very frightening images happening. The music is very atmospheric. <laughs> that poor dog gets caught up in the lights. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, oh, man, that sequence was, that just happened. I was like... 
when when did they have the time to do this to the dog? It just no like idea. cut to nope. the dog is on the porch wrapped in lights, <laughs> and I was like, what? When did this happen? Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I I I took issue with the fact that the rules for the gremlins was explained in voiceover. Uh huh. Yeah. It's yeah. Like, did you guys? It was like after the fact. I, maybe. Yep, I totally yeah. agree. Actually, yeah. Yeah. It's, he's just like it's like foggy streets or whatever, and there's the voiceover. Yeah, I I almost like didn't like the opening scene. It seemed off. Like all the acting was a little weird, and the pacing yeah. was off, and. And then just the fact that the voiceover was, or that the uh, the rules were explained in voiceover, it was like an afterthought almost. Yeah, the little kid says the rules, and then like he repeats them. He's he, the rules are said maybe four or five, four, three, three, at least three times. Yeah, they only. I mean, yeah, you kind of get them like right, right as they're explained. They're yeah. they're pretty straightforward rules, but they're it, it almost feels like an afterthought because the scene is ending as he's picking up the gremlin outside of the shop in the alley. And then he's like kind of just walking away from it, and the the dad and the little uh, Chinese boy are like kind of just talking back and forth about these rules, like don't feed it after midnight, um, don't get get it wet, and you can't touch or it can't be touched by sunlight or mm-hmm. any light. So, yeah, light bright, hurts bright it, light, sunlight yeah. can kill it. Bright lights, yeah. So did I get the ending correct? Forget what, what? I said. <laughs> <laughs> he gets electrocuted. Or he something? no, it's it's a uh, light. It's a skylight. It's a oh, skylight. skylight Gizmo turns the, a skylight right. on. Yeah, as he's like in that it, when he's sweet in ass fountain. car. <laughs> yeah, yeah <laughs> which is like the best scene in the entire movie. Totally is. We how is he able to drive it with the wheel? I can see like an RC remote, <laughs> but I don't really know how he's able to drive that. But it looked awesome, and I. I almost wish they showed it in a wide shot a little bit more, or like mm-hmm. a medium close. They were showing a lot of like super close up on Gizmo's yeah, face. Yeah, there's definitely a couple yeah. different sized Gizmos in this movie. And yeah, like, that one that's like always extreme on his face is really weird. It was. It's <laughs> a little or, jarring. Or like the, the close up ones when like the things are eating, the little Mogwai are eating food, and there's like weird close ups of like, hey, this is weird. Yeah. What's going on? <laughs> also, like Judd Judd Reinhold, Judge Reinhold. Here comes the Judd. <laughs> is it? What what do you think his relevance was in the movie? Just to <laughs> be another villain that's like he's only in the opening sequence though. Yeah, just to like represent what I guess Zach Galligan could be. That's what I was gonna say. Like I was, it's just I think oh. to make his life seem less in yeah. a way, so you empathize more with him immediately. Okay, so he he's like he's a character that Zach could or Bill is it Billy Billy Billy, Billy could be. But doesn't want to be, but then like. But does in the same respect because he's dating Phoebe Cates at that point, and I don't, I don't really know. <laughs> I, I mean, it's a good question to ask in the first place. <laughs> His character was kind of superfluous. Yeah. So because he's he's not in the movie after after he gets the Gremlins, basically. Yeah. I just... mm-hmm. Or after after the Gremlins are born from Gizmo. Right. Or other Mogwai. Yeah. He's like out of the movie after that that moment and yeah. it's it's interesting that they're both phoebe cates and judge reinholder in that movie because they're also fast times yeah they're in fast times two years before this together mm-hmm. as he's caught you know whacking it in the bathroom <laughs> what did that happen in real yeah. life like well, no michael all all of who <laughs> were caught he was probably i think he like for a, a hot second he was a name that like people wanted in movies he was. He had a good yeah. early '80s for like sure. Fast Times, Beverly Hills Cop, Beverly Hills Cop. Yeah. This movie, kind of, and, and it ended <laughs> with vice versa in 1990. 
Well, he was also. I mean, he was in both of the uh, Beverly Hills sequels. Was he in the? He's in the second one as well, I believe. Yep. And the third one. So, I don't. I don't know what his career was like beyond those movies. He was never really a lead guy. No. No, but he's a good name to throw. Second banana. Yeah. Second banana. He's a great second banana. That's a Beverly Hills cop. Okay, I get it. I get it. (laughs) The banana. the tailpipe what do you think of dick miller mr and miss futterman what did you what do you think about them the futtermans were were they the, the wait the his parents no 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 the neighbors the his, oh. his friendly elderly yes. neighbor friends i loved i loved uh mr futterman yeah, dick miller he's so good he, he was, was really fantastic good. He was so good <laughs> he's so like he commits to every scene he's like a classic actor he's a phenomenal so, actor too like pro- everything in some twilight zones i think or I could be wrong, but maybe, like a lot of black and maybe. white um, TV series and movies, and he's been yeah, he was lot. just fantastic. He's wonderful, wonderful actor. All of his acting, like I think his acting out of almost everybody in that movie, except a couple other people, like his was top notch. Mm-hmm. I don't think Billy's was that great. He didn't really. I mean, it wasn't terrible. It was just kind of mediocre. His his hair did a lot of acting for. Him. <laughs> it did. It was very and, feathered. And his, and his sweater. His, He's basically he was, a sweater and a, some hair. Yeah. <laughs> he had an interesting sweater game. A very interesting sweater game. Also, uh, Mike from Breaking Bad is yeah. in this movie oh, as yeah. as the sidekick cop. Mm-hmm. And I thought he was really funny. Yep. Like I his character just for having only a couple scenes. Yeah, just mm-hmm. watching Gremlins terrorize the town, him like it, freaking out. Yeah. yeah. I love like his character had depth because he was a very anxious cop. Yeah. Like he at one point he was just like I think we should go back to the station. <laughs> we don't want to fight any gremlins. Yeah. Because <laughs> they're like small-time cops. Or yeah. small, not small-time, small-town cops. And so they don't deal with gremlins. They, they just deal no. with maybe Mr. Futterman being drunk at the bar. and. Hey, look. Those Jeepers Creepers cops stepped up. Why aren't these yeah, guys stepping that's up? That's true. <laughs> all, all 100 one, of them? Yeah. I'm pretty sure 100 gremlins could beat a Jeepers Creeper. <laughs> Probably. I mean, that's a good. That's it. I'd watch that battle. <laughs> they need to bring back the yeah. celebrity death match. <laughs> Gremlin versus Jeepers Creeper. I did uh I, I did have a moment in like the middle of the movie when when is it Spike? Mm-hmm. Spike jumped into the YMCA pool. Oh that's and I was like scene. I was like, Oh no, it's happening now. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And and the, you, all the colored lights are in the pool. Yeah, the whole like thing's smoking out. and bubbling yeah. as if like the whole water is like like boiling over and uh you get that shot as the gremlins are walking down the street that mm-hmm. looks so creepy yeah that <laughs> it shot does. Is it, so lo- it was like so it was creepy and funny and animatronic just like yeah, it was it animatronic was it animated or was it was it stop motion stop i think motion but like a hundred of them <laughs> yeah so many is layered on top of each other that shot is so sweet yeah just shows you like they are time totally consuming screwed. Yep. <laughs> like, yeah they, they are totally screwed in, in terms of like gremlins. filmmaking that must have been time consuming to like position all of those gremlins over time just to get that one like five second shot of them moving down the street yeah special <laughs> right. effects you know they were in the 80s they were trying to push what they could do in the movie and the the gremlins themselves look so good the, like, they made, do they were of, they, um, i was surprised how good they i didn't expect they're them... made of foam rubber yeah i, I expected yeah. them to look Blood very dated parts. from what i have in my head and they're kind of like oily looking too. but yeah they looked good Oh yeah, they're, they're they were very believable. Yeah. Like they have like little spots all over their bodies, yeah. and their I eyes mean, are just so. They look very reptilian. Pretty. It's a good, 
did like a good i don't know i don't know how to describe it very well but can you describe it for us it's yeah, good. yeah go for it uh it was very can you good your, can you use a word other than good uh goodly Ooh, mr goodly bar mr, <laughs> mr. goodly Good bar, bar. <laughs> yeah they, the, they're very convincing so we we started the show with singing the theme song and uh-huh. I feel like they they totally just teased you the entire movie. This <laughs> is like a little bit of the song. You only got the yeah. actual theme song when the, the Futtermans the... were getting crushed by the uh, <laughs> by the uh, tractor. The tractor That's, run full of gremlins. That is when you got full force the entire <laughs> entire actual theme song. I, I just love how Cavalier was when they're being crushed by that tractor. That, that I need to talk which, about that scene, song. That scene was I fantastic. Love, I love so that good. Scene. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, but they teased you the entire time. They gave you like minor score versions of the theme song. They, and they give you like only... background, like a gremlin, like screaming noises. Like, yeah, yeah. They only gave you the actual theme song twice in the entire movie. And I was kind of disappointed. I wanted to hear it more, but it it makes sense in a way too that they would do that because like the theme song needs to be accompanied with the fact that the gremlins are there. Right. I feel. Because it's it's honestly it's their theme song. Yeah, and what a goddamn great. Fantastic. When movies so could have sweet theme songs. I got right. so happy when I heard it that during that scene. I, I kind of started like smiling oh, and man. laughing. It was so good. And Miss Miss Deagle flying out of the window. Oh, yes. The, the tree. <laughs> Such a good bit. I, I did I, I don't mean to jump back to the score again, go ahead. but but I, I yeah, did I just did some minor research. The composer is Jerry Goldsmith, and he's done a ton of movies. Uh, a couple of scores that he's done for is uh, Planet of the Apes. Alien, Chinatown, Total Recall, Mulan, all of the Rambo movies, yeah. and and that's just a couple. He's done a lot. He's, I think yeah, he's Ram- even those also have a pretty popular theme song. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, he's a he's a uh, big name. He, I, he's won a ton of awards, and I think he's he said he had eighteen Academy Award nominations. I think he only Ooh. actually won one of them for Gremlins. No, I I <laughs> don't know what it was for. I didn't I didn't see that. Did Steven Spielberg produce this movie? Was I he right? did. Read about that? Okay. This is apparently the first time that you see the Amblin Entertainment logo. No. Mm. E.T. came out after this movie? I it didn't have that logo. Oh. The, the reason why that Amblin... Because the e. Amblin is logo, the it, it is, but it wasn't in the movie oh. E.T. So it, e. it was created after that because it. it's kind of like an image that's iconic it's with so, Steven yeah, Spielberg. Yeah, because it's so iconic, yeah. Yeah. But I, I think Amblin Entertainment existed but it didn't have that logo at the time mm-hmm. so gremlins is apparently from what i read the first time that you see that logo man what a collaboration this movie was yeah so many great things apparently steven spielberg had a lot of con- creative control over this movie i would i would guess so just based off the i told you i read the original script and man is it different yeah which was just putting... a spec script apparently mm-hmm. chris columbus was just like hey i can write yeah mm-hmm. it was only like a 60 page script i think but it, it was a lot of elements were you know we're in it, but. and you said you read it, and I think you were saying that Gizmo didn't exist nope, in the movie. There's no Gizmo; it's just Big Gremlin. Just okay, Big Gremlin. I was reading something, and I don't know. Maybe this was like a, a second draft or something. Uh, Chris Columbus had written that Gizmo turns into Spike, mm-hmm. and Steven Spielberg said, "No, that should not happen yeah. at all." I think there's a later draft. Yeah, yeah. Where like because you need you need 
that you need. You need a lovable you need character, and you yeah. need some. In a way, it's kind of marketing too. Yeah. It's good marketing. There's not enough gizmos in movies. There's not enough of that character that's like relatable to. Yeah. You know, the wharf from Star Trek. The Jar Jar Binks from. <laughs> oh dear God! <laughs> My analogy is the only one that is that going makes in sense. The, that makes sense. <laughs> I, I think they should make another kind of like monster movie like this with like a lovable Krampus character. Krampus last well it didn't have a lovable character, but Krampus was but, in the spirit of Gremlins. Yeah. I, I mean like I need I want something to have like some type of lovable creature that someone gets or yeah, like a toy has or... yeah, that could have some marketable uh, aspects to it. I was in the toy uh, aisle of Christmas like a bunch looking for stuff and man, there's nothing like that. You get like Furbies. Yeah, and that's like, I mean, mm-hmm. are there any movies that have come out like in the last couple of years that have kind of like an ET character or like a the Lorax? Gizmo? <laughs> that's what yeah. they think of. I mean, but that's like old, even older actually right. than those movies. I mean, like the, a lot of the Pixar films, like Finding Nemo, especially there's like plushes of all the freaking fish. Yeah, like Wally, I guess has, yeah. has his own thing. I I just I guess I mean more of like a movie with human beings who also have like fictional creatures in them. Mm. Like ET, alien creatures, something from another planet where it's not like really like an alien movie, yeah, that, it's just that like movie doesn't get made anymore. Lilo and Stitch? Yeah, I guess so, that's, maybe. Even that's, live action. Even that's pretty I'm old. Though. Oh yeah, that's right. You were saying too. live action. Yeah. Well, no, but I guess Lilo and Stitch does kind of meet that same but type he, of criteria. Yeah. Except being that an animated movie's movie. pretty old at this point, even. Right, right. So, yeah, it hasn't, it's not something that comes along I think along that's something often. that someone could write and bring back. Hmm. Like, yeah. maybe something that throws back to the 80s, which is, like, happening more and more these days. I can think, yeah. of, I can think of nothing but robots, like a BB-8. I was just Wally. about to say that. Yeah, mm. all the movies that are coming out are all robots. Right. Well, and they're all Star Wars, too. But, <laughs> like... Even, like, um, Interstellar has a robot that's kind yep. of lovable in a weird way. Yeah. I actually I really like the robots in Interstellar. Yeah. Like, they've all just... All these creatures or alien creatures have been replaced with robots. Yeah, I can't. The lovable AI is the newest thing, Andy. Get on board. We're leaving uh, yeah. you behind. Yeah, just everything's <laughs> Someone robots write now. this movie. Someone come up with another... Gremlins 3. Yeah. Or, or like, something that's an offshoot from Gremlins, in a way. Is there, like, a little Transformer in Transformers? <laughs> baby still, transformer there's so many robots and oh there's like a micro Lord. machine that turns into a micro transformer <laughs> <laughs> yeah krampus didn't have any like lovable friendly creatures just a lot of scary ones <laughs> um critters are scary it came out after <sighs> i don't know man this is like a 80s thing i guess or something yeah i think yeah. gremlins is just like one of a kind and then there were the ones that tried to steal the formula and failed like munchies and yeah. critters and ghoulies but then we're, that... we're but we're so separated from those movies now like 20 to 30 years that for i sure. feel like it could happen again i think, I, I think it could work for sure yeah. and i think you're right i think the marketing potential would be huge so i don't mm-hmm. i'm surprised no one hasn't tried it really recently because right. I think that's a too big, many Liam Neeson you know, movies. Yeah, <laughs> too many John Wick. Films. I need more. I need more. more well, you can't have plushies. too many John Wick films. Too many Lord of the Rings is is. Yeah, that's true. Too many Harry Potters where Dobby is a frightening creature. I was trying to think if there was something in that movie, but they don't have. Not really. They don't have a little sidekick. The guy. Harry Potter one, the one that Fantastic Beasts. Is that uh, what you're just I talking about? I didn't see that one. I, I saw that in general. Harry Potter doesn't have like a. Friendly... You know what? Now that now that you just or now that I just said that, I guess um, I did see Fantastic Beasts and it kind of had moments like that, but yeah. not in the same way. I would agree, and and it's not. I guess the movie itself is about the beasts in a way, but there's not like a focus on 
like a one super, beast one or... that really drives the story they're all incidental to the story i feel right like if they had a so in fantastic beast there's a creature in there that kind of looks like a platypus but its primary thing that it loves is to steal shiny stuff. shiny things yeah um, so it just keeps stealing jewelry. And that character in the movie was funny and people were, mm-hmm. people liked it in the, the theater when I saw it. Like, people yeah. were laughing at it and stuff. But that was, like, that was so minor to the whole movie. Yeah, the movie itself really doesn't, it, nothing so pivots around the, the creature that much. The movie itself and the, the creatures themselves, I feel like, are almost incidental. I think right. I think of two that are alien. Paul, which is a movie that came out, like, a few years ago. And there's yeah. a Stephen Chow film called, like, C9. Oh yes, and also those both were aliens though. Mm, yeah, they weren't like monsters. See, yeah, I think that I think that's a problem. Like, don't maybe don't make it an alien, like like in our sense of like a kind of humanistic looking thing. Like, make mm-hmm. it look more like a yeah. You don't know creature. where you don't know where the Mogwai came from. Yeah, they could have been like living with us all the whole. If time you read and... if you read the uh, the the Gremlins wiki, they came from another planet. <laughs> oh, do they really? Yeah. There's like, well, I mean, Planet there's like a Mogwai. wiki for every movie yeah. possible, but uh, they do that's have, what the wiki was saying. There is a movie coming out called Monster Trucks, where it's like alien comes down and like literally takes over a truck that this guy has. I've, is this Space Jam? It. It's a yeah. C- it's a CG shark. It's CG like shark monster, octopus monster thing that like inhabits this guy's truck, and then his truck's pretty cool, and then it saves the day. What? Yeah, this is a movie coming out. Yeah, yeah. somehow this movie got made. Wow. <laughs> so. I mean, I guess that's sort of in that vein. Yeah. Well, okay. Throw it up. We'll throw it back to Twitter if anyone can think of. <laughs> we never remember to do that. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, no, no, no. Podcast saying... comes out like four months. Right. We're not gonna remember to do that. That's... No, no. But I'm saying, like, if they can tweet to us, if, yeah, oh, tweet, yeah. tweet, tweet to us. To us. To oh, by this time we'll be super famous. Yeah, exactly. Everyone's so... gonna be following us. Uh-huh. So tweet to us if we missed any movies that feature a lovable, specifically within the last like ten years. Yeah. I would say. Yeah, that, that feature like thing. a lovable creature character who uh, isn't is a robot, central, isn't it, an alien. Yes, I mean could be an alien, but not like the same alien that you would see at like Roswell or something like that. Yeah, or imagine at Roswell. Yeah, um, yeah. Tweet to us. Let us know. The plot to Gremlins is sort of the three rules, right? And like yes. the characters are just kind of in the mix of what's happening. It's very clear yeah. what they need to do because of the based off the third rule. Right. And like yeah. everything is very set up and there's no twists really. Mm-mm. There's a couple of surprises. I mean, the main but... conflict is just wondering if they'll manage to actually do something about yeah. it. It's how, not... how is it even possible to kill all these gremlins? Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I thought like, you... oh, well, they're all going to die when it becomes daytime. But then I was also thinking like, no, they're probably all just going to hide out somewhere. Mm-hmm. Right. They're yeah. going to hide under porches and stuff or inside things. That, hide out in that movie theater. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. We, we were trying to, we, in the first half, we were trying to remember why they were all in the movie theater. Yeah. They were watching Snow they White. Just they just all wanted to go to watch, watch it. Yeah, White. it wasn't like they got tricked in there. It was just like, they were all like, oh, hey, good movie. All right. I did absolutely <laughs> love seeing all of them in the theater, throwing popcorn yes. and getting ready <laughs> for a mean... movie, and then singing the song too, the hi-ho song. <laughs> I love that whole sequence. Oh, so good. Uh, there were so many parts of this movie that were just so fun to watch. I, I was expecting it to be like, just really cheesy, and... Uh, Oh, it, man, this movie yeah. is so good. I really it's like it. There were parts that were cheesy, though. Oh, yeah. Like, let's be honest. Yes. Yeah. Well, there's also parts that come out of nowhere, like Phoebe Cage's speech. 
it's like a five minute thing that rambles on and like, <laughs> about about her dad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it kind of came at an inconvenient <laughs> time. I, 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 yeah, they really needed to get stuff I, done at that point in the I movie. I still don't understand like <laughs> why that's even in this film. <laughs> well, neither did uh, Steven Spielberg. Apparently, <laughs> it was the only thing that like gave her character any kind of weight. I, yeah, I like, backstory. I don't. Otherwise, she's just cute, lovable, friendly neighbor girl. <laughs> Yeah, Steven Spielberg said that he didn't want that in the movie. He thought it was like Joe totally Dante probably fought for it. Or oh, he did. He did. Fought fought, he said he he was like, I am not making this movie without that scene in there. And then because Steven Spielberg had so much creative control, he he had to like relent on a couple things, and that was one of them. He just decided that it was fine to keep in there. It was great, which is probably also another reason why it it caused the MPA to go to a PG-13 rating. Mm, yeah, yeah. The music gets all like like sad. <laughs> yeah. She starts to really get into the, the thing rambling on. And... Oh, yeah. Th- as, I, as it was happening, I was like, wow, the transition <laughs> into this conversation didn't make sense. But then like the conversation itself was, uh, was fine. Like the writing was fine. Mm-hmm. It just, it, it was, it was forced at first. It was Christmas Eve. I was nine years old. Me and Mom were, were decorating the tree, waiting for Dad to come home from work. A couple hours went by. Dad wasn't home. So Mom called the office. No answer. Christmas Day came and went, and still nothing. So the police began a search. Four or five days went by. Neither one of us could eat or sleep. Everything was falling apart. It was snowing outside. The house was freezing, so I went to try to light up the fire. And that's when I noticed the smell. Firemen came and broke through the chimney top. And me and Mom were expecting them to pull out a dead cat or a bird. And instead, they pulled out my father. He was dressed in a Santa Claus suit. He'd been climbing down the chimney on Christmas Eve, his arms loaded with presents. He was going to surprise us. He slipped and broke his neck, died instantly. And that's how I found out there was no Santa Claus. Probably the reason for that actress to like take that role too is like I want this scene to be in the movie. Yeah, I can really like finally do right. something other than just be eye candy for yeah Billy. I think like the the biggest like thing that I love about this movie is that they created a world or they created like a small town. Yeah, Kingston Falls. Yeah, yeah. and I, I I don't see that happening in a lot of movies anymore where they yeah. have like the drunk character who's not really relevant to this to the story, but he's just a guy in the town or like the character who's everyone hates who's a total jerk yeah. one movie that does that and it's an amazing movie is tremors yes yes and i have not seen that so i would love I'm, it's another reason why i should see it yeah <laughs> it builds the world so it, well. it is something uh world they, building is so important in it, movies yeah it's hard i think it is harder in movies i see a lot more in tv shows like even miniseries like stranger things establishes that yeah town pretty well that's why those movies do well and it's like but <laughs> in a movie you just are. don't they, you don't have the time to go through it as well i think people aren't willing to take the time 
to establish it. Sure. They'd that, rather that's just why so many locations else. are L.A., New York, right? L.A., <laughs> L.A., New York, because like Chicago, L.A., Toronto, L.A. Because you don't have to establish those things. Because you're like, oh, that probably looks like that. It's yeah, like, all shot in Vancouver. all of them were shot in Vancouver. Yeah, but like. World building is so important. Sometimes there's movies where it's just not going to happen or it's not relevant to the story. Yeah. But if you just have like a quaint movie or a romantic comedy, uh, you can build a world around that. And you can build up like I mean, very minor supporting even characters. Even a movie like Jeepers Creepers was able to kind of really establish, like they go to the diner and there's just like all the regulars yeah. in the diner like, yep. what are you doing? And then have there's the crazy like farm that. lady, the crazy cat lady at the farm. Yes. Like, yeah, and then there's, like, all the cops running around. Like, I thought they did a very good job of it, kind of creating this rural Florida world. It adds a lot of realism to your story mm-hmm. when you do that. And just watching uh, a location that's snowy. Like, that's something that's rare in the world. Right. <laughs> it's like yeah. something like, oh, snow exists in movies. Was it all fake <laughs> that's snow? weird. I'm sure it was because, like, you shoot all year and you add in yeah. where you want it. Mm-hmm. Oh, and actually it's silly that I asked that because I read that it was shot uh, – a lot of it was shot at Universal. Hmm. And apparently it's the same set as Back to the Future. Okay, I buy, I buy that. Yeah. yeah. You just rearrange that town a little bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, same year, too, that those movies were shot. Right? Yeah. Um, Somewhere around there. Yeah. Yeah. And they, yeah, used like doubling up on locations saves used to save budgets on movies like that because you'd have the same, you reuse you know different different angles and re- redress the scene mm-hmm. exactly. Piggyback on it. Yeah. One minor thing that I absolutely loved is that like the family, like the the main family, was just so like perfect in many ways. Like hmm. the the dad was an inventor; he wasn't very good at it, but he no. loved doing it. And the mom was so supportive, and like there was never a moment where she was just like these goddamn inventions. And yeah. was, like she going just, crazy. She, she tries to use the orange juice maker. Yeah, tries- it doesn't work <laughs> as always, but she still keeps trying. It kind of I, I liked it. I really yeah, liked that's true. moments like I, that. I didn't think about that, but I think that's a really good point to make. Yeah, they, they were just like very comfortable it, with the way and they she were. She seemed very much like that kid's mom. Like, yeah, like, she had the same sort of hair and sensibilities. And like, yeah, I can see that you would have raised a child in the exact same way that you did. Yeah. And then I she destroyed three gremlins yeah, in the she kitchen. Was a, she was a B.A. She <laughs> rocked it, man. Yeah. That was she, awesome. Going up those stairs with that knife. You're like, oh, <laughs> yeah. here we go. <laughs> the one thing that seemed weird about that sequence, though. So, like, Billy's at what, like the bank or something like yeah. that. Yeah. And school's about to get let out. And so the teacher is being attacked by the gremlin as school's let out. And then the mom's at home alone mm-hmm. with these three gremlins. The The timing like had to make sense at, because school's being let out. But like, I wish that the gremlins attacked her at nighttime. Like it seemed a little off that like the whole scene, the whole, this kind of like scary scene was playing during like daytime mm-hmm. with all yeah. the lights on and everything. Yeah, right. It felt more like if it, it felt like Batman during the daytime. It was like a Batman during the daytime situation. <laughs> you don't belong here. Yeah, like, exactly. This, this just looks goofy in it daytime. Does. It yeah. needs to be dark. It needs to be raining. There needs to yeah. be smoky. Exactly. The gremlins in the Christmas tree. I forgot about. It's fantastic. Oh my gosh. Loved it. The gremlins in the Christmas tree. So many unique ways to like. They just made a list of okay, where can we put these gremlins in a mailbox in a Christmas tree? 
in a car, <laughs> in a tractor, <laughs> in a bar, <laughs> in a movie theater. Still, Let's get these gremlins places. I still love the nonchalant way you were just like, so it's when they're getting crushed by the tractor. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, they totally got crushed by a tractor. This <laughs> is so funny. Yeah. And it was in POV, too. It looked, it looked kind of goofy, but I loved it. <laughs> I love it. Oh, man. Um, and so apparently also with that, uh, kitchen scene, the, um, the original script had the mom getting her head cut off and what? thrown yeah. down some stairs. Jeez. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so they cut that out of the movie. It's a very different movie. <laughs> it's a totally different movie. I like the mom. I'm glad she didn't die. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Yep. Wonder what, if the dad was in the picture, if he would have even like been a help, like what he was. He'd have been like, don't worry, I'll invent really something. Doing. And then yeah. it would fail and they'd get them all killed. Right. He, yeah. A flashlight. He and they'd the be flashlight. like, and the mom be like, that's okay, dear. <laughs> I mean, it was almost as if like him going to the convention was almost a reason just to like get him out of the picture. Yeah, that's mm. what I was trying to like yeah. hint at. Yeah. Like, why did he like, have the key to like solve the I, problem? Exactly. I was like, I, getting him out of the picture wouldn't really stop the gremlins from existing. They're like, guys, if we have an inventor through this whole film, he's going to have to be inventing stuff, and that's too hard. <laughs> well, he's got the bathroom buddy. I mean, that's pretty good. <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean, if you go back and watch the tape. <laughs> you will find that it's not. It's uh, not great. It's not 100%. It's, it's just as good as the smokeless ashtray. <laughs> but uh, so just jumping to the dad for a quick moment. I loved the shot when he was on the payphone in the middle of the convention yeah, and all those robot. robots were going around. He was like, <laughs> I think the convention's a little bit too advanced. Like, I didn't realize it would be, you know, this technological. <laughs> and, like, really, like, dumb robots were just, like, rotating and moving around him. Yeah. I am uh, betting above my average here. <laughs> exactly. I don't belong here. Yeah. I mean, basically, his invention is... A brick that can do everything. It's he, like brush your teeth. It's a Swiss teach. Army knife, but it's like, a Swiss Army with knife toothpaste the, and yeah. shaving cream. Yeah, and... a Swiss Army knife the size of a brick. <laughs> <laughs> like, what could he be done if he wasn't at that convention? Would he have tried to use some of his like? Would he have had his like a gizmos? product? Would he have had Ooh. a gizmo? Oh man, or a gadget <laughs> to get rid of the the gremlins? The gremlins. There's a lot of G words in this. Yeah, the whole movie stuff. is just G words. Yeah. PG, rated PG. Nothing but rated a G, G thing. Anything else? I don't think so. Are I think done? that was pretty much all the notes I had. Andy, I, I mean, we've talked about how great it was, and that's all I need. That's all I came here for. Are we gonna go watch Gremlins two now? Uh, I would love to. <laughs> I've, I've actually favorite. never seen it. It's so. my I don't think I've seen it. It's one of my favorite sequels. It's one of my favorite sequels to a movie. We should watch it. We'll watch it all together and let Brad take us on a trip through Gremlins two yeah, through your childhood. <laughs> I watched it a lot as a kid. I really, really, really like it. You were what, like six, seven? Yeah. When, it, when that came out, we rented it from a video store and like watched it at like one of my cousin's birthday parties. It was pretty sweet. Nice. That's awesome. <laughs> Gremlins two. Yeah. Let's go do it. We played Sega Genesis and watched Gremlins two. <laughs> I mean, that sounds like an awesome nineties birthday party. Went to, it sounds went to the exactly arcade, play like, NBA yeah. Jam, and then we oh, went at back. the arcade. Yeah, it was like a cousin Ooh. who was pretty loaded. Like, Dang. Her, like this, yeah, this he had money. Yeah, so that that's part, awesome. That party was the bomb. He had a Sega CD. He was like the first kid ever to have a Sega CD. <laughs> Did that not do very well though? The Sega CD. People wanted it. <laughs> I, think, I think more people wanted it than had it. Yeah. Because <laughs> the Genesis it, like came out right before it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
And this is the end of the Gremlins podcast. That is. Where we talk about another G word with Genesis. About, oh, yeah. man. Or Game Gear. Get more, more Sega I did have a, I did have a Game Gear. <laughs> and it was awesome. Another DG. <laughs> Join us on our next episode when we talk about the fifth element. Every 5,000 years. Remove the shield. When the three planets are in eclipse, the black hole like a door is open. Evil comes, spreading terror and chaos. There's nothing that can stop this. There is only one thing. Perfect. The Mondachiwan have in their possession the only weapon to defeat evil. Four elements gathered around a fifth. for a mission of the utmost importance. What mission? Save the world. <laughs> is, uh, is that thing solid? Unbreakable. Good. Order the stone. I don't know. And even if I did know, I wouldn't tell somebody like you. Nowhere else to go. Ah!